This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. The bird is the word, and you're going to respect it. 10 and 1, top of the NFC, top of the NFC East. You're going to respect the bird. And yet people still want to say, I say the haters still want to say, oh, the Chiefs are better. The Cowboys are better. When you play the Cowboys on Christmas Eve, you're going to lose. You're not that good. Yada, yada, yada. Schedule is still weak. Man, we 10 and 1. And you hate. Because your team ain't as good as ours. Just keep on hating from the sideline. And for some of you, keep on hating from outside of the playoff bubble. Because your team probably trash or overrated. So I wouldn't say that much. I would just stay quiet. But, you know, what? What? what you ain't going to listen to me. You ain't going to listen to me. You still going to hate. And the bird is going to keep winning. I was kind of worried about, I was kind of worried about um this Titans matchup. I think we'll be fine. Derrick Henry is going to get his pound of flesh. For sure. Because the Eagles, they're... Yeah, I looked at their stats. They're middle of the road as far as rushing defense. But every game, they get gas for, you know, chunks and chunks at a time. But they do make stops when they have to. That's why their rushing stats aren't abysmal. Or they're not like Seattle and give up, I don't know, like 200 yards on the ground and lose at home. <laughs> I think we'll be fine. And I, I've seen the Titans play. I saw the Titans play the Commanders. It wasn't that impressive. It wasn't that impressive. They are beatable. They are beatable. Yeah, I saw them versus the Chiefs too. Now, that was a more impressive game even though they lost. It's going to be a very physical game. It's going to be a close, low-scoring game. It's A.J. Brown. Versus the Titans. I say, honestly, let's challenge these Titans DBs. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of trash talk between A.J. Brown and the Titans. It's already been some shots sent between the players and the fan base and and A.J. Brown. But, you know, A.J. Brown still that dude. I know he fumbles sometimes, which is annoying. He had... A big fumble against the Colts. He had a momentum-changing fumble in the first quarter versus the Packers. And by the way, that Packers game, that first quarter took forever. A lot happened in the first quarter. It was a 20-14 game in the first quarter. That was one of the most entertaining first quarters I've ever seen in my life. That I wasn't officiating. Like, it, it went back and forth. Now, I knew, now, I knew when the Eagles went up 14-0 and it looked like we were going to blow the Packers out, I was like, I don't know. I'm like, ain't no way the Packers just going to sit here and get ran off the field. Even when my friend Emily texted me and said, well, this should be easy. She's a Packers fan, and she was the catalyst behind my Packers hate for like half a decade. 
or nearly a decade. But, you know, I don't take them seriously anymore. But but her, even she was like, oh, it's going to be easy. Y'all going to blow us out. And I was like, uh, it's early. I wouldn't go there yet. And I was right. Right after that, next thing you know, the Packers have a one-point lead, 14 to 13. I'm like, oh, here we go. And it's a lot of the same things. Big chunk plays, especially on the ground. Aaron Jones, I knew he was going to be a problem. And he was early on. A.J. Dillon, we just could not tackle A.J. Dillon. We, he was getting eight, nine yards a pop. It seemed like every time he touched the ball, he got at least eight yards. He looked unbelievable. And then Aaron Jones, not only was he getting his yards, he, in the passing game, he was dangerous. Our linebackers couldn't cover him. Our safeties couldn't cover him. Aaron Rodgers got a touchdown because Aaron Jones put some sick move on our safety. I think it was Epps. He put some sick move on our safety, and Aaron Rodgers found him touchdown. I'm looking at it. I'm like, Aaron Jones, three receptions, 56 yards, and a touchdown. You got to be kidding me. A.J. Dillon. See what I mean? Eight carries, 64 yards. Average eight yards a carry. What I say? And a touchdown. Couldn't stop him. That's crazy to me. But I think they they made the stops when they had to. That's the thing about this Eagles defense. They'll give up a lot, but when they have to make a stop, they will make a stop. And that's why they're 10-1. and one. So the defense still worries me. It still troubles me. And we just lost C.D. Deuce, who, who is, uh, you know, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who is one of my favorite players on the defense. I love this guy. Not, cause, not just because he's hilarious, but... He leads the league in interceptions, and he's just a great player. I'm going to miss him. He has a rib injury. I don't know when he's coming back. Hopefully, it's nothing that serious. Now, from my own personal experience, I had something similar to that. I truly believe it was like an oblique thing. In 2020, right before I went to Jamaica, I, you know... I like tweak something. I think it was my oblique. It might have been my ribs. Probably my oblique because from the sounds of things, it would have been worse if it was my rib. So basically, running full speed, I tweaked it. And then I fell on it like a few plays later, made it worse. Now all of a sudden, I can't run. Walking is a challenge. Sitting down is a challenge. I'm like, them core injuries, any type of core injury, any type of serious core injury is the worst because you can barely do anything. You definitely can't run. It's it's really, I'm really surprised or I really learned how much you need your core to run. That's why the rib injury is so serious. I guess you, you need it to throw too. That's why they call it the core. It's core to all functions. Especially all, you know, athletic movement functions. That's just my guess. You know, I'm not no doctor or anything. But, yeah. C.D. Deuce, Aaron Rodgers, both have rib injuries. Uh, Both really important to their teams. 
Thankfully, the Eagles secondary, like Blankenship and Epps and Josiah Scott, they all stepped up. And we need that. It's definitely going to need that. Now, coming up, we got some like lesser quarterbacks we got to play against. Well, Aaron Rodgers weren't wasn't really playing that much better than Tannehill and Daniel Jones. Uh, Dak Prescott's going to be a big challenge if we don't have everyone back. <laughs> but speaking of who we're getting back, the bird is getting back Jordan Davis. He's six foot six, three hundred thirty six pounds. And only 22 years old. Y'all in trouble. It's just going to make it harder for you to run the ball on us. And then pass rush wise, it's still going to be inconsistent. Because we're going to have the same people we got now. Like Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat and freaking Fletcher Cox. Uh, Hargraves. You can even throw in there Indominus Sue and Linval Joseph. They they're also gonna be playing, and sometimes their pass rush is inconsistent. Maybe I should give credit to the Packers' offensive line, and maybe the Commanders' offensive line too, because you know they were doing their thing. But man, oh man, I'm sick. I'm sick, man. They put a they put up a lot of points on us, man. They really did. Honestly, I wonder how the game would have went if A.J. Brown didn't fumble and we gave up that lead. But, you know, it is what it is. We won. And an excuse I've heard was Aaron Rodgers had a broken finger. That excuse is terrible because he was throwing lasers. For real, he still had zip on that ball. When I seen him throw that ball. We was just able to get to him sometimes. And one of the times we got to him, unfortunately, crunched his ribs. And he just couldn't really come back after halftime. And Jordan Love tried to get busy on us. But once again, once Jordan Love got that touchdown, we did just enough. To keep him out of the end zone, make him kick a field goal, and of course they weren't going to get no onside kick on us. Come on, bruh. Good win for the Eagles. Even though people came away from this saying, we're overrated, we're not that good. Even Packers fans were like, if we were better, we would have beat you. And Aaron Rodgers was hurt, yada, yada, yada. And now the talk is about, is Aaron Rodgers done? Even Emily was like, that might be the last time you see Aaron Rodgers. Because ironically, it was around the same time, like 15 years ago, that Aaron Rodgers replaced Aaron, that Aaron Rodgers replaced Brett Favre in a game where Brett Favre got hurt against the NFC East team, which... Probably the Cowboys. I don't really remember that game. It was too long ago. I was in high school. And surely enough, if in the offseason, Brett Favre left. And it just started, you know, the Aaron Rodgers era. And they're trying to do the same thing with Jordan Love. Here's the tricky part, though. I don't think Brett Favre 
was signed to a $50 million a year contract with three years left. That's where the tricky part comes. I think Aaron Rodgers will be back somehow. It's just that, you know, it's not a good season, and he just sustained yet another injury, and he's getting older. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I think he'll be fine at the end of the day. But right now, this is a setback. Let's see what Jordan Love can do. This is kind of an audition. Somebody might trade for him in the offseason, especially come draft time. You know, someone could end up trading for him. If he play like he did in that little quarter against the Eagles, that quarter and a half against the Eagles. Well, no, he played the whole second half. He played like that going forward. Some team is going to trade for him because the quarterback market is just that bad. It just is. It's tough to find a quality starting quarterback. It is. I'm telling you. And he's young, too. Yeah, someone, I can see someone trading for Jordan Love if he played the way he played against LeBert. But, yeah, we're going to be fine. Uh, NFC East is tough though Cowboys are still two games behind us And they're gaining momentum They got people healthy And they might add somebody else like Odell The Giants are not healthy They're falling back Yet they're still not that far away And they're definitely in the wild card Like they're definitely in the wild card chase The Commanders are literally in the seventh spot It's happening And now these fans got confidence they're still messing up behind the scenes. The Sean Taylor thing was a head scratcher. Um, no wax figure. No bronze statue. It's just a wiry, a, wire, a, a robot-like figure in Sean Taylor attire. I, I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to leave that alone. But we really let this clown team, who escaped the Falcons, by the way, we really let this clown team get a playoff spot. But the season ain't over. Season ain't over. They outplayed the Giants twice, who are pretty much their equal. They're not beating the 49ers. They're not beating the Browns. And they got the Cowboys, who will probably rest their starters. They'll probably win that game. I think that's the rest of their schedule. I might be missing a team in there. But I'm pretty sure that's their schedule, and I promise you, they'll win two games from here on out. They'll be 9-8, and eight, and they're going to need help to get in. Okay? I'm just saying. They're going to need help to get in. But, of course, they're getting, they're getting hype. They're putting their left hands up, and I'm like, put your left hand down. Because the reality check is coming. You are not that good. And even if you make the playoffs, if the playoffs are today, you play the Vikings. You almost beat them, though. You almost beat them here in Washington. So you believe you got the confidence to possibly beat them. The game's going to be in Minnesota. In a dome. And they'll figure out how to get Justin Jefferson the ball. Uh, you can reference the Cowboys game, how the Vikings got blown out, and that gives you even more confidence. Bro, it's not going to happen. 
You're not beating the Vikings in Minnesota. You're going to die. So it's best. Well, okay. It's probably the best thing for you to not make the playoffs and get a better draft pick. Because if you make the playoffs, you're going to get bodied. And that's on everything. Man, they better act like they know. Anyway, <laughs> oh man, on the college football, I, I jumped around a lot in that eagle segment, but the bird is the word. You go and respect it. College football, all right, let's stick to this. Okay, let's start with the Sooner. The Sooners, six and six. Worst Sooner team. Worst Sooner team since 1998. This is bad. This is very, Stick very bad. Bro, what? It's been a frustrating season. Starting with the TCU game. But who knew that this team had no depth that missing now, missed some key players, especially Dylan Gabriel. Who knew that their depth was so bad that we would get dump trucked by Texas 49 to nothing. I mean, come on. And then from there, I mean, we barely beat Kansas. I should have listened to the sports book people when they made us a nine point favorite. Um, because they knew Dylan Gabriel was coming back. And they knew our team looked drastically different with him playing. And sure enough, we won the game by 10. Now, here's the frustrating part. We lost three of our last four games all by three points. Frustrating. And we lost to Kansas State by seven. And if we make one tackle on third and long, we have a chance to tie that game. You got to be kidding me. That's the frustrating part that four of our six losses came by seven points or less. That's crazy to me. Listen, man, in all those things, in all those games, in three of those games, all the defense had to do was make one play, one stop, one play, one stop, and um, they would have been fine. However, in the Texas Tech game, all the offense had to do was make one play, and we probably would have scored and who knows what our defense could have done? Probably nothing because, I mean, look at this box score. I'm looking at it right now. Like, just just, just look at it. We gave up how many yards of offense? <laughs> A lot. We gave up, oh, my God. We gave up 600 yards of total offense. I know Texas Tech defense didn't do any better. Dylan Gabriel had a career day. I mean, that's how the offense supposed to look. Finally got some consistency from the offense, only for them to falter in the late fourth quarter and the overtime. You got to be kidding me. You have got to be kidding. Ain't no way they should have lost this game, especially with a 17-0 lead early in the second quarter. You mean to tell me. You mean to tell me. <laughs> oh, my God. You mean to tell me. We got outscored 
51 to 31 in the next three quarters? Damn! Are you kidding me? So basically, that's about the same thing as the Oklahoma State game. We got outscored 13 to nothing in the last three quarters. In this game, we got outscored 51 to 31 in the last three quarters. You have got to be kidding me. I mean, last three quarters in overtime. You have got to be kidding me. Terrible. Just find new ways to lose every week. At least we beat Oklahoma State, though. <laughs> we still beat Oklahoma State, though. <laughs> so I don't want to hear nothing from them. Because they stretch. And they got smashed by the incredible Hawk, too. I'm talking about Garrett Green. Even though he's about as frail as... Johnny Manziel, but I'm not trying to spit bars here. I'm not trying to freestyle, but um, yeah, unbelievable. Oh, Denmark lost. Denmark lost. Also, Tunisia. Oh, they discounted the France goal. Bro, what? Oh no, Tunisia's about to beat France, bro. I'll talk about it later. World Cup is fire. Tunisian fans? Oh, they said it was offside. That's cap. He was not offside. That's cap. But I swear to God, Tunisian fans were crying when France scored that goal. Now they now they going crazy when they uh discounted it. Now they singing and dancing. Man, my World Cup bracket is in shambles. I ain't winning no million bucks. It's all good, bro. It's all good. I still got France and, and Spain in the final. Something tells me that's not going to work either. Anyway, the Sooners, trash. Nah, they just mid. And that's why I called Oklahoma and Texas Tech Battle of the Mid. But it was a little more than Battle of the Mid. It seemed like your typical Texas Tech-Oklahoma game basically since 2000. A lot of scoring. And a lot of stress if you're a fan base of either team because your team will do something amazing, then do something boneheaded, then do something amazing, then do something boneheaded, and there's little to no defense being played. Some of the most high-scoring OU Texas Tech games have been just like that. And also, Eric Gray had another really good game. We're also usually able to run the ball really well on them, and we were able to. I mean, come on. We had 210 rushing yards. Just this how the offense supposed to look. 672 yards total off, offense. This is a really good offensive system. We just don't execute it consistently, and it blows me. Blows me. Jesus Christ. We make Tyler Shaw look like Patrick Mahomes. And that's why we lost. Man, oh, man. But at least they beat Oklahoma State in their bowl eligible. I'm just, if they would have won those games that they lost by one possession, we'd be in the playoff conversation. Even with the two blowouts. We'd be, we would be in the damn Big 12 championship, maybe. But we lost. We lost those games. We couldn't get it done. We're 6-6. Six and six. And I'm just like, wow. Well, just get ready for the bowl game. 
is it going to be like 2014 where we made the bowl game with a what what were we what were we 8 and 3 I can't believe that team was was 8 and 4 they finished 8 and 5 I can't believe that team was 8 and 4 as bad as they were I maybe they weren't that bad at least they beat Texas <laughs> But yeah, we lost we lost to Clemson forty to six in the Russell Athletic Bowl. It's now called the Cheez It Bowl. What the hell? But <laughs> yeah. Is it gonna be like two thousand twelve when we were like uh eight and three, something like that? Nine and three. It was a disappointing season. Just put it like that. It was a disappointing season, got blown out by Oklahoma State. Um, and then we just came back in the bowl game and we beat the heck out of Iowa, which one of my high school teammates who was on that team was like, oh, y'all team was very good. And I was like, really? In my mind, I was like, I said, thank you. I was flattered, but I was like, uh, their team was a disappointment. And I was on that team for three weeks, by the way. But that's another story for another time. If you know me, you've heard the story already. But are we going to be like 1999? Or was it 98? Or was it 97? No, it was 98. Where we were 7-5 and and we lost to Ole Miss in a close one, but we lost. Wow. It just looks like we're going to be in maybe the Armed Forces Bowl. Maybe we'll be in the Cheez-It Bowl. I would love to be in the Cheez-It Bowl. It's not going to be against Clemson because they're probably going to be New Year's Six. It's probably going to be against, I pray, that it's not Maryland. That's a Big Ten team. But there is a bowl that has Big 12 versus Big Ten. I hope that we're not in that. I think it's the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Oh, we're going to get clowned for that if we end up in there. If it ends up being OU versus Merlin, that's a dangerous game. Because, especially if Talia's playing. If Talia's playing, they have offensive firepower. Well, shall I say Texas Tech have offensive firepower? Or did we just make them look like they had offensive firepower? I don't know. Merlin would be a dangerous matchup. I wouldn't want to play them. But... It's not, I don't know, they ain't that much better than us, but it would be a dangerous matchup. Basically, man, just don't lose this damn bowl game. And what's up with Theo Wee's leaving? Is it true? To be honest, man, I look at their offense, bro, and he's not that big of a part of it. But I would love to have him back next year for the resurgence. I would love to have him back for the research. But um, if he goes, well, best of luck to him. If he doesn't go, hey, let's come back for one more ride, one more chance, one more chance, be a captain on this team, and let's go. But the Sooners, ain't no way in hell they should have lost all these damn games, especially seven points or less. It all comes down to a few play, a few inches, a few penalties is always something. This team could have been nine and three easily. But they just 
was always pissing down her leg. Moment was too big. I sound like Coach 30, but I just couldn't resist. <laughs> oh, man. Now the rest of college football. Hey, Michigan beat Ohio State again. They done proved me wrong. I was hyped for that game. The hype got me. Usually I say, oh, it's an overrated robbery. Ohio State's going to blow them out, and then we just move on to the next. But, no, Michigan was legit. They took it to them again, especially in the second half when they ran the ball and they ran the ball down their throats and they were forcing turnovers, and they just made Ohio State's offense look pedestrian. Wow. If they can play like that, if they can play like that, they'll win the Big Ten championship at least three touchdowns, and they'll for sure be in the national championship. Because let's be honest, they can, I can, I assume that they can beat Ohio State again. I assume they can beat Alabama. I assume, I definitely think they can beat TCU. And I think I, they can beat USC. If they play like they did against Ohio State. If they play like they did against Illinois. If they play like they did against Michigan State. Well, I don't know. They, they kind of like just beat up Michigan State. But if they play like they did against Illinois, they're out in the first round. For sure. If they play like they did against Ohio State, they'll win. They'll be in a national championship, and they might even win it all. Because Georgia at times has looked vulnerable at times. So they're not unbeatable. They're not unstoppable. Like Georgia, I think Michigan is ready for them this time. It's still going to be a tough matchup. Um, USC, TCU, and... Alabama definitely would challenge their defense. We're going to see how good those DBs really are. But, you know, we'll see. Because right now the playoffs is Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC. And Caleb Williams is leading the Heisman race. Now, I said a few weeks ago, man, Caleb Williams. No, I was telling Zach before the West Virginia game. Man, Caleb Williams has 34 touchdowns, one interception. I'm like, this guy, if they can win against Notre Dame and the Big, not the Big Ten, the Pac-12 championship, he's winning the Heisman. I was like, those stats are unreal. And this was still during a time where Hendon Hooker still kind of had the lead and the choking grip on the Heisman. It's Caleb Williams. He, it looks like he's going to win Heisman. The only way he's not going to win is if he chokes against Utah and Max Duggan or uh, Stetson Bennett or, yeah, either Max Duggan or, or Stetson Bennett comes out of nowhere and just they have a great Saturday or they do something so amazing on Saturday that the voters are like, yeah, he needs to win the Heisman. Like, Caleb Williams has to play terrible against Utah for him not to win the Heisman. 
And Max Duggan, I think Max Duggan is his next challenger, which blows my mind because I never would have imagined him being in a Heisman race. But I think he's him and Stetson Bennett are the only guys that have a chance of catching Caleb Williams at this point. I think he's going to win a Heisman. And Lincoln Riley done did it again. And it just makes OU fans look awful because USC is in the top four. And they're ten and one, and they got a Heisman candidate in Kayla Williams, and we're six and six, and I don't even I don't even know how many first team All Big Twelve people we're going to have, let alone All Americans and Heisman candidates. I think Eric Gray will be, if not first team All Big Twelve, second team All Big Twelve. He was really good. Other than that, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who played to that level. I'm sure um, my man number nine forgot his name. I call him the old man. He got uh, he got the podcast with Jeremiah Hall. See, I forgot his name already. That's crazy, man. And he and he one of the most recognizable people. <laughs> uh, I think my I think my man uh, Braden Willis. I think my man Braden Willis is, is going to get some recognition. But, yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see. But, man, Lincoln Riley and them done did it again. I can't believe it. It looks like they're going to the playoffs. The only way they don't go to the playoffs is if they lose. Point blank, period. Because Ohio State and Alabama don't play. And they have, well, Ohio State got one loss. Alabama has two but Alabama's number six. Yeah. If USC loses, they're out. If USC loses, they're out. If LSU wins, that's going to make it more interesting, too. I think for sure Michigan's in. For sure, unless they get blown out. Which, that's going to take a miracle. That's going to take a total meltdown for that to happen. I think Michigan's in. I think Georgia's in. I think TCU is in, as much as I hate to say it. Uh, Those three for sure. Now, after that, it's up for interpretation. I don't know who's going to grab that fourth spot. I'm waiting to see. I still think TCU is one and done in the playoffs. They, they, They have a chance to prove me wrong. But I think they're one and done in the playoffs. I think USC, if they make it, is one and done in the playoffs. But we'll see. We will see. All right. Now, what else was I going to talk about? Uh, Let's see. I was going to talk about the Thanksgiving games, but it's like all of them were competitive. Thank God. The Bills and Lions came down to the wire. I'm going to just keep it short. Bills and Lions came down to the wire. See, I was watching all these games from the confines of my dad's North Carolina home. In Vanceboro. Listen, it's a nice spot. It had the fire pit and everything in the backyard. It had the TV up. It was dope. And then I watched the later game in the, in the man cave garage. You can't ask for anything better than that. So, yeah, they were all competitive. Uh, the Giants kind of choked in the second half. The Cowboys was too much, but the Giants were competitive. I didn't win any money on FanDuel. I really thought I had the right lineups, but I didn't. 
Um, I was right in some places and just totally missed the boat in some other places. Not having Ezekiel Elliott was critical. Uh, not having Hayden Hurst was critical. Ramondre Stevenson was a good pick, but I didn't pair him up with Hayden Hurst and Dalton Schultz. So I choked. I could have had a cheaper quarterback. But hey, oh man, they all came down to the wire. They were all one-score games. Great job by the Thanksgiving teams. Great games, great entertainment. Of course, the Cowboys brought in all the viewers. They broke a record. So I'm like, oh, man, great time with family and food. It was fun, man. It was fun. Oh, before I keep going, I forgot to talk about TCU and Baylor last episode. That was a crazy game, and I was watching that at OU on Oklahoma's campus at the good old couch cafeteria. I was chilling, overeating, (laughs) just stuffing my face, watching that game. And it's just that Baylor... TCU had like no timeouts and they had to go from their own like 30 yard line and they drove the length of the field and they rushed their field goal team on the field without spiking the ball and they made the damn field goal and they won by one see Baylor could have won that game if they were more consistent on offense and didn't have all those dumb three and outs, including the last three and out that gave TCU a chance to win the game. That was a crazy game. I need to go back and watch the highlights of that. Uh, I don't know how Baylor took the lead, and I definitely don't know how they choked it away. But, you know, Baylor 6-6, six and six, just like OU. They wasn't that good. Uh, so I should have expected this from a mid an equally disappointing team like Baylor. Anyway, back to the grind. Back to the grind. Um, oh Lord. So I guess okay. Now let's get into the World Cup. So USA and Wells. I watched that on the plane coming back from Oklahoma. Because Southwest has free live TV. So I took advantage of that. And almost the whole flight, I watched this game. There's only one problem. I chose the wrong seat. Beside me was a mother and her two boys. The mother looked like she was my age or younger. Or even slightly older than me. She looked like she was around my age. Big girl, two sons, and they are just acting up the entire trip. The one kid that was to the right of her, I was sitting in the in the aisle. His her kid was sitting in the aisle. This kid is just doing everything. He putting the he putting the table up and down. The mother's trying to tell him to stop. The mother is giving empty threats to spank him. And every time, about the 10th time she said that, I was just rolling my eyes. I was like, it's not going to happen. He's not going to get spanked on this plane. But anyway, it was dumb. It was dumb. But the kid, here's the thing. Here's where I was able to tune it out. Because this kid was making noise and moving around and doing all this, man. Here's where it got real. 
He started touching me. This kid started touching me and trying to get my attention. And I started smiling and laughing. First time he touched me, I was like, what is you doing, buddy? In a joking manner. And the second time, I was kind of getting annoyed. I was like, <laughs> I was trying to laugh it off. Because you got to be careful how you talk to these people. Kids, you got to talk. You got to watch the way you treat them. Because some mothers and some parents will just go off of, on you, even if the kid is wrong. I didn't want anything to do with this kid. I wanted to play it safe. I wanted to just watch my soccer game. This kid kept bothering me for no reason. The mother tried to get him to stop. But obviously, if he hadn't listened to the other 50 commands and threats, he wasn't going to listen to this one. So, yeah, I had to try to watch the game while the kid was bothering me. And this happened the entire flight until I got off. And what made it worse is the USA team, U.S. men's national team, was struggling. They got that first goal. And after that, they just struggled to get shots on goal. Just a lot of turnovers. And I'm just like, man, what are we doing? And then the penalty, I almost lost my mind. I didn't think it was much, but I guess it was just enough for the referee to call it. And they had to commit the penalty on Gareth Bell. And, of course, he drained the damn penalty. Of course he did. And I was just sitting there in disbelief. I was like, I know we didn't just let that happen. And then it just ended up in a tie. And I was like, come on. We had it. We definitely had it. It looked like we were going to hold on. And then the dumb penalty. And I was just like watching that game. I was like, we're not going to beat England. There's no way. And then we played England and we almost beat them. We tied with them. We couldn't get the ball in the goal once again. And then we come around against Iran. I was like, we should beat Iran. But Iran, they got blown out by England. I was like, oh, this team don't belong here. But then they beat Wells. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, this team might be dangerous. And then I heard all the experts saying Iran is going to basically play defensive. They're going to play back. They're going to let us possess the ball. And what did I see early in the game? We had a like a a 67 to 30-something percent uh, possession rate, uh, possession time or whatever, possession percentage. I was like, oh, okay, they're sticking to their plan. And, of course, they didn't start getting aggressive till the end. And that's when I started seeing some good shots on goal they started, you know, making. And that's probably how they were. That's probably how they beat Wells. But Team USA held on. Christian Pulisic put his whole body on the line. Bro, even against England, he was getting banged up. This guy is laying it all on the line for Team USA. And it's just making him a folk hero. And he's already like that. You know, he he plays for Chelsea. He's done all this stuff already. People already calling him Captain America. So now this just adds to his legendary career. Man, I wasn't confident after watching that Wells game, but they really showed me something in that England game. And, And then in Iran holding them off. They really showed me something. 
Now, you know, I thought for sure they was going to lose to the Netherlands. I don't know now. They might beat the Netherlands. We'll see. Got to figure out how to get the ball in the goal on offense. Of course, isn't that's everyone's problem. <laughs> but seriously, though, man, I like what I see. This team got a lot of heart. They're not backing down from anybody. And we have a chance. We have a chance to do something in this knockout round. But it's one and done. You lose, go home. Don't be playing now. Pool play is over. But, man, crazy World Cup. These games are closing to upset. Saudi Arabia beat Argentina when all these experts said Saudi Arabia was one of the three worst teams in the tournament. Unbelievable. Um, Tunisia just beat France. I just uh, talked to you about that. Australia beat Denmark. Denmark's out of the tournament. Wow. That's the team that got um, Ericsson. Ericsson from um, Tottenham. Yeah. They're out. That's crazy. Mexico is on the verge of being out. Uruguay. Uruguay just, just lost to somebody. But, yeah. Um... Insane, man. What a tournament. What a tournament so far. I still think at the end of the day, Brazil, France, Spain, England, one of these teams is going to win. Period. Man, let me let me quit playing, man. <laughs> All right, real quick. Oh, oh, what else? What am I doing? Um. Anyway, back to the ground. Okay, okay, real quick. The Wizards, the Wizards are doing okay, okay? Like, they're in seventh place. Yeah, that's, that's about right. They're about a seventh place team. They're 10 and 10. They've been on big losing streaks. They've been on big winning streaks. Okay, they're 11 and 10. They won last night. Uh, They beat, no, it wasn't last night. It may have been Monday night. Nevertheless, they beat the Timberwolves. They beat the Timberwolves. And we had a big lead in this game, by the way. Also, unfortunately, in this game, Carl Anthony Towns got hurt. And we all thought it was an Achilles because the way he went down, it felt like someone kicked him. But it was a calf strain. So he'll be back in like a month time from now. But I had... A similar kind of calf strain. It was much. It was minor, though. I was back in a week. Still, you can't walk. You can't run. You can barely walk. You definitely can't run. Just like the little ab thing. Them calf strains is annoying, man. You are. You can't do nothing. You can't do nothing without a limp. You can't accelerate. You you can't accelerate. Playing basketball is useless. It's a lot of start and stop and acceleration. You get that taken away by a calf strain, you can't do anything. Anyway, the Wizards. They beat the Timberwolves because Chris Zasporzingis had 41. I'm so glad he's on my fantasy team. He gave me 81 fantasy points. This guy was on one. 
he was on one. I love him. And this is, see, this is where, this is why I said this could be a big three. Kuzma and Bill both had over 20 points, and Porzingis had 41. If we could, we can keep these guys healthy, they're definitely making the playoffs. Now, how far they go from there is, I don't know, because our depth is shaky. And I don't think we have anyone to defend some of the elite offensive players in the league like Giannis and Tatum and Brown, Embiid. I don't think we have the horses. But we'll be in the playoffs. We'll be in the playoffs playing like this. Even though we are 11-10 and 10, and if the playoffs are today, we play the Bucks. And I'm going to be real with you. That is a five-game series, even with all the veterans on our team. That's a five-game series. Celtics and Hawks would be entertaining, but at the end of the day, that's the one versus eight. At the end of the day, uh, Celtics would be too much. That's if the Hawks could get out the play-in with the Wizards and the Nets. Nah, Trey Young in D.C., he'd kill us. He'd kill us. We could we can't stop Trey Young. We can't stop the John T. Murray. They'd probably kill us, man. We'd probably be the eighth seed in that situation. And we'll see how it plays out. We'll see how it plays out. Oh man, the Hawks are an eighth. They lost three in a row. Oh wow. That's alright. They'll be fine. But that's crazy though. They lost three in a row. The Wizards. Things are looking up. We're getting healthy. Only person we're missing is Rui Hachimura. Uh, Kuzma healthy. Porzingis playing his best ball. Bradley Bill is healthy. Um, we just got to get production from our bench. We'll be fine. I'm telling you, man. And I'm going to my next Wizards game, December 10th. The return of John Wall. I will definitely talk about that on the next show. I think that's going to be the show of Ryan. Apparently, Ryan... Ryan wants to be on the show, and I think the game's on Tuesday. The game's on Saturday, and he wants to do it that next week. So it might be included in that show. We'll see. Or it might be the show before that. We'll see. Just be on the lookout for that. Uh, Potentially a show with Zach. Be on the lookout for that, too. So, yeah. Uh, Now let's get to the Caps. Who be all Caps? The Caps are 10 and 11. See, I never would have imagined the Caps and the Wizards have similar records, especially if you look at the recent success of the Capitals compared to the Wizards. But these guys have similar records. I got to update the new Golden L standings. It looks like, ironically, the Commanders are in last. They're the only, they have the only winning record between the Capitals, Wizards, and the Commanders. Between the three of them, they have the best record. And it's killing me. Because they ain't that good. But yet, here they are at 7-5. and five. That's crazy to me. That's unbelievable. I think they're still going to win the Golden Outstandings. standings. I think they're still going to win the Golden L for the uh for the fall slash winter, but we'll see. Uh, the Caps beat the Canucks last night, and Ovi scored two goals, could have scored more. 
I, when I was watching, he had a shot that hit off the post. I was like, damn. But the Caps, I mean, damn, they lost to the Avalanche 4-0. Damn. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad I didn't see that game. Oh, man. they. Oh, man, we killed them. But, you know, hey. Hey, we beat the Avalanche in Colorado last year. So, I guess they had to get their lick back. We beat the Flyers in overtime. Uh, I guess. It was at home. Beat the Flames 3-0. We lost to the Devils, which is fine. They've won what? They, they've they lost, like, one game in, like, a month. They lost, like, one game in, like, the last three weeks. Like, it's fine. This is the best the Devils are going to play. So, we lost them 5-1. That's fine. We they're, they're hot right now. And then the Canucks, where OV scored two goals. And our goalkeeper played outstanding. So, you know, we're behind in the standings. I'm not going to lie. We're behind. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. And the Devils, of course, they're going off. They're going off. They're 19 and 4. No overtime losses. <laughs> um, yeah, they're eight points ahead of the Islanders who are in second place. Uh, we're in six in the Metropolitan behind the Rangers, the Penguins, the Hurricanes, the Islanders. I can understand being behind those four, but the Devils? What? What? It's still time. It's only it's only a quarter of the season played. So we still have time to get back into the playoff race. And there's no way the Devils can keep playing like this forever. Can they? Uh, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. But the great eight, he has the most goals ever on the road. How many records can this guy break? It, it's, like, it's like LeBron. It's like LeBron. It's like OU softball. They always breaking records. When you're the greatest of all time, that's why when you're on the GOAT level, you only compete with yourself. Because you can raise yourself, you can raise your level to a standard that is hard to obtain. You Well, you can raise your standards to a level that's hard to obtain for a lot of other people. You will be in a rarefied air. You will be somewhere that only a select few can reach. It's positive. It's greatness. And that's what Ovi is right now. <laughs> Look at me kind of giving a goat level combo on the fly like that. But no, 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 no. Uh, you already know. It's, it's hey, that's why it's called the Goat Level Podcast. You already know. <laughs> it's the brand, and Ov personifies it to the fullest. But you know, I did have a hypothetical. I was going to put my oh one other thing, one other thing, one last thing. Oh my God. Louisville basketball, what happened? <laughs> I wish I could say what happened like that kid from TikTok. Louisville, what happened? <laughs> what happened? No, seriously, what, what happened? Louisville basketball is 0-7. And, 
and they just lost to Merlin, who is uh, no, it says zero and six, and Merlin six and zero. Whatever, Merlin's undefeated, and Louisville is not. I can't believe it. What is happening with these guys? What what happened? Usually, you Louisville is a decent team and a shoe in for the tournament, but this year, I don't know what they doing. They are 0-7. I was right, 0-7, and Merlin 7-0. They lost to Lenore Rain, which is like a D2, I believe. Maybe D3. They lost them by 10. Oh, they beat Chaminade, but it was a scrimmage. That was their last win, and that was by 7. They lost to Bellarmine, a rising D1 school. They lost to Wright State, a lower-tier D1 school. They lost to Appalachian State. A on the rise D one A school. Uh, they lost to Arkansas. Uh, no shame in that. They're they're a top ten team, but they lost by twenty six. Lost to Texas Tech. They lost to Texas Tech by thirty two. Wow. No shame in that. They're a ranked team. They lost Cincinnati by nineteen. Good lord. They lost to Merlin by twenty three. Like these guys are trash. And I don't know how they're going to survive in the ACC. And I'm looking at this schedule. It don't look like they're going to get a win until Florida A&M. And the way they've been playing, I don't even think they can beat FAMU. If this team don't get better soon, it's going to be a historic losing season. They got to go to Duke in February. That's an annihilation and a violation. So, oh my God. I, you know what, man? If you're a Louisville team, pray for your basketball team because they going through it. They are dying. Oh my God. I never would have imagined they ever be this bad. No Rick Patino though. That's part of it. But he's been long gone. And even when he was gone, they were still decent. Who is their coach now, though? All right. Who's their head coach now? Kenny Payne. Danny Manning is the associate coach. Nolan Smith is from the Duke staff, and he's a contemporary of mine. He's a contemporary of mine. He was in the same class as I as I as I was, and he was in the WCAC, if I'm not mistaken. I think he played for Damatha. He, he played for somebody. Or did he play for Riverdale Baptist? No, I'm pretty sure Nolan Smith went to Damatha. Um, but anyway, he was on Coach K's staff. He played for Duke. He was on Coach K's staff. But see, he's on the Louisville staff. And then what else? Danny Manning is the associate basketball coach. Kenny Payne is the head coach. Bro, what? Where does he come from? What? Assistant coach on the New York Knicks. Assistant coach with Oregon and Kentucky. Those were some really good teams. That's crazy. That's insane. Damn, rough start for this guy. Good Lord. He coached, uh, oh, he coached Kentucky. He coached Shy Gilgis Alexander. He coached with the Knicks recently. They weren't that good, by the way. But, um, wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. They should be a lot better than they are. But I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Nolan Smith 
went to Damatha. I'm I'm pretty sure. Uh, I might have forgot. I don't know. They had so many good players on that team. I don't even I don't even remember, man. Cause seriously, I just know he a local guy, and I saw him at run and shoot down the street a few times. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I knew it. He didn't play for the math because I would have remembered that. He played for Riverdale Baptist. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, he went he went to Riverdale Baptist. That that's where I remember him from. He also went to Oak Hill. He played for St. John's. Oh, that's hilarious. I knew he wasn't on that Damatha team, but he he hung around those guys and he played for Duke. But the main thing is he played for Duke and he's on that staff. So there's a lot of talent both on the court and on the bench, but it's just they loafing. They loafing. All right, man. Uh, Is that all? Yeah. Yeah, that's all. Hey, man, hopefully next time we had a hypothetical between Newburn High and Flowers, I went to go see Newburn High versus Roseville, the team that knocked them out of the playoffs last year, and they put a beat down on them. It was forty-two to fourteen at halftime. I left because I wasn't about to get caught in that traffic. So I saw all I needed to see. They put up forty-two points, running the triple option. I'm like, whoa. That's how you know you dominating up front when you can put up that many points that quickly running the triple option. And then their opponent in this hypothetical would be the Flowers, I think Jaguars. I think that's what they are. I don't know. They're the local team in D.C. They're in four-way. They're in 4A Merlin. I said D.C. They're in uh, 4A in Merlin, and they're in the championship, and that game is tomorrow against Quince Orchard. By the way, I got Quince Orchard winning. They've been the best team all year. But Flowers, they're undefeated and somehow had more points than QO, which scratches my head. That That is a head scratcher. But they did. So I guess they'll be the de facto home team tomorrow. Um, good luck to them. I hope they win. I'm tired of seeing QO and Wise dominate. Uh, we'll see. But yeah, uh, I haven't really seen much of Flowers, but from what I remember about them and refing them and refing their JV, uh, they run like a spread offense. So that would be a contrast in styles. Just like Roseville, they had a spread offense. They had two really good receivers. Uh, Newburn had a running quarterback and had a great uh, running back so it was contrasting styles and one style one out so we'll see what happens in this hypothetical uh another you know a rare hypothetical with high school teams i've done i've done a few but you know it, it's rare anyway you already know man goatlevelteas.com for everything goat level you already know that i'm out peace Thanks for listening to another episode of the GOAT Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.